Hey you! Welcome to the Muzzles Mascara Motherhood Podcast. A podcast for the woman who recognizes that fitness is way more than a dress size or a number on the scale. Who refuses to diminish her uniqueness to fit in and who recognizes that motherhood is her superpower, not the death knell to her body or life goals. I'm your host, I'm Lola Bodeogudipwe, a fitness communicator, coach, wife and mom of two. On every episode of this podcast, you're going to be informed, inspired, and invigorated to take action as we talk about topics ranging from nutrition, mindset, exercise, motherhood, and the ever-changing definitions of beauty. If your goal is to be the healthiest, fittest version of you, who is confident and comfortable in her skin and empowered in all her roles, especially motherhood, you're in the perfect place. Let's do this. How did Dami? who had absolutely no interest in sports in school, who didn't exercise till she was 30, and who had no clue about nutrition or anything concerning wellness before then, become a passionate advocate for fitness, coaching thousands of women and making it her life's goal to raise fit and healthy families one moment at a time. Today, I'm going to tell you my origin story. I believe we all have origin stories, right? And stories are important because they reflect who we are and why we do what we do. So I'm going to tell you about my journey to becoming the fitness communicator and coach to thousands of women. The first time weight loss was mentioned to me, the first time I heard the phrase weight loss, I was 14. I went to an all girls boarding school, right? And you know how it is when you have all girls in some place. I mean, what's your concern at that point in time? Looking cute and pretty and just facing your studies, basically, and just having fun, right? I went to an all-girls boarding school, and the way the school was divided, the boarding situation, we had the junior side and we had the senior side. So for the junior side, you had people in years 7, 8, 9, that's what it's called now, GS1, 2, 3. And then when you were done with GS3, you moved to senior side, so SS1, 2, 3. So that's about year 10, 11, 12, right? Anyway, I just resumed year 10, finding my way around, like making new friends, catching up with my old friends and all. And we had this, um, it's not, it's not, I won't say it's a competition, but it's something that used to have this like beauty pageant, right? And it was that everybody was in different blocks. So to differentiate everybody. So there was Hadija house, Rima house, and we were differentiated through um, the house where we wore. Check. So mine was purple. I was in Hadija house. So there was this beauty pageant that all the houses contested in. And it was called Miss Corridor because <laughs> the corridor was our walkway, right? And so, of course, you come there and everybody's talking about who's the prettiest, who's the toilet, who's the most fashionable, who has the best figure and shape and all that. And before this time, the consciousness about my body was always there. Why? Because I've always been tall. So currently, I'm six foot. I'll forever be six foot because I'm not growing anymore, right? But anyway... I'm six foot and I've always been tall. I didn't go through a growth spot and become tall. No, I've always been tall. Like from my earliest memories, when people describe me, it's like, oh, the tall girl, that means tall, tall and everything. Sure. So I've always been tall and it's always been in my consciousness because it's something people always spoke about. So that for me always brought into consciousness about my body because they were referring to my body. Now, it wasn't that they were saying I was fat or I was big or anything, but it just brought my consciousness to my body. And so that day, when I got to the dorms, right, from school in year, yeah, what was I, year, year 10, right, I met this group of seniors, they were in year 12, and they were discussing, and then they called me to come to them. Now, I have always stayed out of trouble, like, I do not have the patience for drama, so I just do what I need to do and get out. So when they called me, I was like, could I be in trouble? I'm sure I haven't done anything. Anyway, so they called me. 
And I got there and I was like in the center and then they were talking and pointing at me. Then at a point in time, they started circling me and look at me from top to bottom. And I was like, what on earth is going on here? And so then I heard them mumble, oh, she's tall. Yes, she's pretty. But something, something. I was training to hear, but I couldn't hear. Anyway, so one of them then turned to me. I was like, okay, we are thinking of you representing Hadeja House in the Miss Corridor pageant, right? But we need you to lose weight. I had never heard the phrase, lose weight before in my life, right? But at that point in time, I immediately understood what she said. And it confirmed to me a suspicion I had been having that there was something wrong with me and my body. Because when I came to boarding school, you know how it is? At that point in time, everybody is starting to be conscious about their bodies, about who's pretty, who's cute, who has long hair, who has a shape. It was when I got to boarding school, I started knowing that there was a particular way, you know, your figure or shape was supposed to be, right? And at that point in time, I was taller than everybody. I was bigger than everybody. I wasn't fat, but because I was tall and coming into puberty, I was bigger than everybody, right? And so I always felt awkward and clumsy, towering over everybody and just uncomfortable in my body. And so when that girl who was at that point in time, probably 16, 17 herself said to me, but you need to lose weight. I was like, aha, that's it. That is what is wrong with me. I need to lose weight. Anyway, even though I didn't understand fully what that meant, I just wanted to get out of, you know, their circle. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do it, yeah. Fast forward to my year 12, where you write the SSE, the exams, you know, to get out of school that will help you get into uni and all that, right? The custom was you finish your exams and then you go home before the rest of the school vacates and then you come back when your results are ready. I went home and uh, I, had to, I happened to have this auntie around and one day I saw her drinking something and I saw any yo-yo bitters. I was like, what on earth is that? Because I personally cannot take Panadol without, with water, right? Bitter stuff. No, no, no. I'm a mega sweet tooth. Anyway, but I read on the box then that uh, this will help you lose weight, like flush your body, blah, blah, blah. Immediately I read that phrase, lose weight. I flashed back to two years ago. And I was like, huh? So this thing is going to give me that result that will make me worthy of strutting down the corridor and be considered beautiful, right? And so, against my every aversion, remember again, I cannot take Panadol with water, or at that point in time, I couldn't. But that drive and the subconscious desire, which I can dissect now as an adult, but as a child, hey, what did I know? That drive overrode my aversion to anything bitter, and I started taking this thing religiously. And the first thing that happened was I started purging. Oh my gosh, I was spending like my days in the bathroom. But I went somewhere. I happened to, if you days I happened to go somewhere and somebody said to me, oh my gosh, you have lost weight. That phrase again. And so it reaffirmed to me and confirmed to me that what I was doing was working and I was on the right light. So I didn't care about purging out my intestines. I didn't care about sleeping in the bathroom. I just wanted to lose weight. Then... I overheard again another auntie, and this is something I'm going to talk about in another podcast, which we're going to break down the influence, right, that environment has on children when it comes to this. I heard another auntie talk about this bitter lemon drink called Crests. If you're old enough, that dates me. I'm 40 currently. <laughs> There's this bitter lemon drink. And I heard, you know, the person say that, oh, Crest can help you lose weight. I was like, oh, very good. So another thing to add to my arsenal. And then I heard again from someone overhearing conversations nobody was talking to me right that you know 
all those foods will make you just eat something like beans and effort. So my diet became beans, effort, called in my language, um, vegetable and the lemon drink. And I started taking the, the, those were like my, you know, meals. Anyway, result came out, my SSE result, my school certificate result came out. And my mom was like, okay, let's go to school to pick up the result. And we got to school. And my juniors, right, the years 11, 10, that I had left in school, saw me and started screaming and shouting, oh my gosh, you look fabulous. You have lost weight. You look so beautiful. Oh my gosh, look at how slim you are. Look at how flat your tummy is. Look at this, look at that. And then, of course, that was the final confirmation and affirmation that now I was worthy to be called beautiful, right? Like my body was in the right place. Like, yes, this was it. This was the size. This was the figure. And that was my, where my journey of dieting started from, even though at that point in time, I didn't recognize or understand that it was a journey. And so this is where it started from. And of course, you know, that is not sustainable. That was not sustainable. I got into uni started eating like a normal person. And my boyfriend at the time, one day, we were taking a stroll and then he just stopped and turned to me and said, you're getting big, you're adding weight. And of course, this was the most horrible thing anybody could have ever said to me because it took me back, right? What did I default to again? What I knew best. There was no yo-yo beaters around at that point in time. So I was on my eating just beans, um, crest and um, what's it called? Vegetables, F4AG. But even at a point in time, because my school, my campus was really big and you had to walk around to get around. That, of course, influenced more movement, even though I didn't understand it at that point in time. But I lost weight and it stayed off for years. And just somehow, you know, I maintained that weight, like the slim weight up until I was about to get married. And I was good and I was somewhere. And then this group of women looked at me and were like, ha, huh, look at you, look at your flat tummy, look at this, look at that. Keep enjoying it now. When kids get into the picture, that is all going to change. That was another pivotal moment for me because I'm a very stubborn person. <laughs> Depending on who you ask, right? I'm a stubborn person or I'm somebody who perseveres or who does what she puts her mind to. Depending on who you ask, right? But I don't like being told that I cannot do something or something is impossible. I have to confirm to something. So I was like, no, that isn't going to be me. It doesn't have to be me. They were like, oh, you just wait. You just have the kids. Let the kids come. You're going to see what's going to happen to your body, to your tummy, blah, blah, blah. And so fast forward, I had a wonderful pregnancy. No issues at all. I had my son. Weight loss wasn't even, you know, in the periphery of my mind. I was just focused on being the best mom I could be and just understanding this new role for me. Then one day, one fateful day, <laughs> my husband and I went out, I think it was to KFC or something, and we said, let's just, let's just get burgers or whatever. So while we were waiting for them to pack our order, my son, you know how it is, you want to photograph everything, you want to, you know, record every moment. He was doing something really cute. And then I told my husband, I was carrying him up, I was like, oh, take his picture, take his picture, right, take his picture. And then my husband took the picture, I was like, oh, let me see, let me see. And then he gave me the picture, and I could not see the boy's face. I could not see his face. Why? Because my arm was blocking the entire face. I was appalled. I just turned to my husband and lashed out. No, you're such a horrible photographer. How could you take the picture like that? The poor dude was so confused because I was like, you said I should take the picture. I took the picture. But I was lashing out at him 
you know, in retrospect, because of how awful I felt, I looked at it and I remember I wasn't thinking about weight loss before this, but I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I've grown so big. I've added so much weight and then started another journey of weight loss, but with a difference this time. Why? Because I had become a mom. And from the moment I got pregnant, before I got pregnant, everything, my goal has to be the, has to, has been to be the best mom I can be, right? And so the reason my weight loss journey this time was different was because I was doing it from the perspective of being a mom. And I was like, if I'm going to do something, I understand that the biggest role of parenting is modeling, which is showing through your actions, the action that you want the other person to emulate. And I was like, okay, I have a son now, but I'm going to, by God's grace, have a daughter someday. And I want to be able to send the right signals to them about their bodies, about, because I didn't want my daughter to feel the way I felt about my body, you know, feel that way about hers. I was like, okay, you know what? I want to do this thing the proper way. There has to be a proper way. There has to be a right way, right? There has to be something that is not about stabbing yourself or podging out your tummy in the bathroom or something. And so I started this journey. And anybody who knows me knows when I'm passionate about something, I am going to find out everything about it. I am going to, you know, put all my resources there and just figure it out. And so I started researching. And believe me, <laughs> the internet was not anything like it is right now. So the plethora of information we have right now, social media was barely existent. Everything was not available like 11, you know, over 11 years ago. When I went on the internet, all I could see were foreign things. I mean, Nigeria, in Lagos, Nigeria, at that point in time, now we have just markets and markets where you can get broccoli and cauliflower and all those things, but they weren't readily available at that point in time. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to do this within the confines of my reality. Being an entrepreneur, at that time I had a fashion line, an entrepreneur who has a young baby whose husband works out of town. That already defined it for me that I was not going to be able to drop the baby with anybody and go to the gym. I had to figure out a way to work out because through all my research, I figured out, okay, this exercise and movement thing I've avoided for so long. If I'm going to build a fit and healthy lifestyle, I have to incorporate it. So my question then was, how do I do that? in the confines of my reality. How do I do that? Still eating the foods I love because ain't nobody taking out rice and eba for my diet anymore, <laughs> right? How do I do that? Fitting my reality and not spending copious amounts of money on exotic foods because I wanted to lose weight. And that is how my journey to figuring out how to lose weight, how to get fit and healthy in a healthy and sustainable manner started. And I was all the more passionate again because I was a mom. And I realized that the biggest and most impactful inheritance I can give to my children is bequeathing them, you know, a healthy lifestyle is giving to them is, is showing, emulating it to them, a healthy lifestyle. That's the biggest legacy I can give my children. And so I had to start figuring this out for myself so that they could see me when they get older, emulate it. And then even I could bring them up in that way. And that was how my journey started. I lost the baby weight. People started asking me about it. I started, I was so enthusiastic. You, all you had to do was ask me a simple question. I will overload you with information because I was, it was almost like, oh my gosh, do you guys realize the importance of this? Do you guys realize the import of this? Like you can actually take control of your health, of your weight, of your fitness. Like it does not have to go downhill 
after pregnancy, after childbirth. And then one day, somebody offered to pay me. <laughs> oh my gosh, will you? And I was like, you're going to pay me. You're going to pay me to do this thing that I am so enthusiastic about. To t Are you for real? And that was how my journey to the Fit Moms Hub started. To the Fit Mom Hub started, right? And that is how here we are. Almost 11 years later, I am teaching every day. I am coaching. I am showing. I am still as passionate. In fact, in fact, so much more passionate than when I started. I am constantly learning so I can be the best coach. I am communicating. I am breaking it down. And we've just barely scratched the surface. Because truly, as the tagline of the Fit Mom Hub says, the vision, raising fit and healthy families one mom at a time. I recognize that from my experience, from my personal experience and now from coaching thousands of women, that really, we women, we moms, we are the thermostat of the house. We are the thermostat, right? We are the ones who decide what happens in the house. And when we have the knowledge and understanding about fitness, about nutrition, about exercise, about how to make it into a lifestyle, about how to make it enjoyable, we can bring up our children in that way. We can help our husbands live that fit and healthy lifestyle. Because guess what? I have had... Kids birthed to me as young as 12, 13, pre-diabetic, pre-hypertensive, so many things, so many lifestyle diseases that we can, we basically cause ourselves through how we eat and we can, you know, stay that rise of, um, you know, sicknesses and diseases that we see through our forks, our knives, our spoons, how we move. And the key point, the linchpin is the mom. And so if I can get through to one mom, I've gotten through to a family, to a generation, and we can just go on this journey together. And so that is my origin story. That is how I started. So when you see me being so passionate, I'm going to talk about so many topics on this podcast. So many things touching from motherhood to the definitions of, you know, beauty and how we try to make ourselves fit into this, you know, round hole when we are square beautiful pegs each in our own individuality some are triangles some are trapeziums and we're just trying to fit into this round hole that society says is the definition of beauty is the standard of beauty and we're going to put a stop to that right we're going to talk about so many important and beautiful topics here and as usual it's going to be amazing if you follow me on social media you know how passionate i am about this if you're new and you're just meeting me welcome thank you for watching and listening to this point in time so many things are going to come out of this i promise you that each episode on this podcast is going to be informative and it's going to be invigorating and it's going to be practical to help you to become the fittest baddest version of you thank you for listening and i'll see and speak to you soon